Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in america he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the declaration of independence in the other he's sean thompson and this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Stop being covered, squirrel. I've got on the Botox queen, Haley Jackson on MSNBC. Got on CNN. Got on uh, all the Marxists' propaganda stations here in Studio Xanadu. And all that's on the news is this scoundrel from New York, who I agree, Santos... Should be arrested. I love it. But uh, so should Brian Sherbachow. Who is Brian Sherbachow? Brian Sherbachow is a recipient of our money. You see, he's got a green energy boondoggle. He is the founder of Alder Fuels. He's been charged today, just like Santos, with embezzling tens of millions of dollars in his green energy boondoggle. And I don't see his name anywhere. In fact, I had to search for this. I had to search for this, I had to look around, I had to scour the internet. And it's just a blurb inside of a blurb. So what you have is the protection of fraud. Gangsters, thievery, and criminals. That's why they don't mention Biden. It's bad enough they propagandize this dimwit in diapers. However, we've got some serious, serious concerns. But I'm also let down a little bit. I didn't hear impeachment. Just how many counts, how many times must you catch somebody, how many millions... Does somebody have to steal before they're impeached on the Democrat side? Anybody? Anybody? Thank you, Chairman Comer, and thanks for everybody for all the hard work. One of the common responses we hear... Now, I could have played Comer, right? Everybody sees Comer. He's supposed to be the guy you like. I don't like him. Because if you're not aggressive enough to start talking about impeachment, then get in the back of the line, Comer. This is Kelly Armstrong. ...about this investigation is that it all happened after Joe Biden left office. But that is not true. I'm going to detail a specific specific set of payments made to members of the Biden family from Gabriel Popovich during Joe Biden's time as vice president. The committee has obtained the bank records for one of the companies of a close Biden associate, Rob Walker. Walker used his company, Robinson Walker LLC, to receive money from foreign companies. He then sent the money to various Bidens, including Hunter Biden, James Biden, Hallie Biden, and another Biden account. Walker's LLC received 17 payments from Bladen Enterprises Limited. The first payment was made in November of 2015, and the last payment payment happened in May of 2017. 16 of the 17 payments occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. Bladen Enterprises is an aff- affiliated with Rom- Romanian businessman Gabriel Popovich. Popovich is a Romanian businessman who, at the time of these payments, was subject of a high-profile co- corruption investigation. In fact, he was convicted of one such obstruction charge in 2016. Popovich's company paid Walker LLC just over $3 million. 
And like clockwork, Walker dispersed approximately $1 million of that money to the Bidens. If that sounds familiar, it should. It's essentially the same structure Walker and the Biden family had with the Chinese money. A one-third cut. So forget about this 10% for the big guy. That's all I've been hearing, 10%. He's not doing jack for 10%. You see, the money is a bribe. So they give a little bit to the cleanser, but a third of it goes to the scoundrel himself, the wrinkled-ass old dimwit who can't form a sentence. And this is the guy negotiating, what, the debt ceiling? See, I know what you do with the money. You spread it around to continue the mafia. And the proposals that they've set out would entail draconian cuts and um, really end the policies we've put in place to invest in our Mm -hmm. economy in clean energy. You mean like the millions of dollars that was stolen by Brian Sherbakow? And this isn't me just accusing him. The Department of Justice arrested him. You mean like that, man hands? You see, this is what's at stake here. So, of course, you know that core inflation is sky high again. The stickiness is in the core. If you just look at the last three or four months, we have 5.5 this month, 5.6 last month, 5.5 before that, 5.6 in Jan, 5.7 in D's. Then in November, you're at 6%. The cost of allowing this feeble fascist to steal the election, the cost of letting Pravda propaganda pose itself as media is that every day he's been in office you've lost significant money that's the fact now you're used to it this is what the system understands you're used to it now so as you hear como comer it's interesting it's interesting stuff it really is joe biden's son joe biden's brother joe biden's brother's wife Hunter Biden's girlfriend or Bo Biden's widow, however you wanted to write that. Hunter Biden's ex-wife. Hunter Biden's current wife. And three children of the president's son and the president's brother. So we're talking about grandchildren, a grandchild. That's odd. Most people that work hard every day, his grandchild doesn't get. See, I don't like this part. I understand you said it. Now impeach him. You impeach. They, we, we sat here as the mafia impeached Donald Trump on what they knew was nothing. They knew the dossier was a fraud. They knew it was a lie. They knew the phone call to Joe Biden's guy in Ukraine. They knew that was a lie, but they did it. We do nothing. What do you see? They're running for money. They're going to use this as a campaign commercial, and they're going to try to get money from all the people listening to this show and other shows like it. They're going to try and raise money, but they don't really want to break the system up. And then when you when you get to the end of it, what do you, what do you mean you're going to create laws? There aren't laws already to prevent this. We know how many schemes he was in on. The Biden's associates like Rob Walker, Eric Sherman, has been discussed, created at least 16 companies while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. 16 companies created while he was vice president. Now the list is 20, and as we continue our investigation, that list is growing. And like I said before, the question is, to serve what purpose? Come on, man. Because he's a crook. He's a traitor. And the money comes from China. And you know it does. It's been following the pattern since this idiot got lost with Xi Jinping in the Himalayas and woke up with his underwear in his mouth tied to a tree.
So what were the vice president's duties related to Romania at this time? Well, in May of 2014, Vice President Biden visited Romania and delivered a speech about corruption, saying it can represent a the clear Romanian and present danger, danger not only to a nation's economy, to but to its very national security. Sexy. And in September of 2015, Vice President Biden welcomed the Romanian president to the White House, and they spoke about anti-corruption policies. Five weeks later, the White House me- after the White House meeting, Rog Walker's company's bank accounts began receiving payments from Popovich's company. Walker then sent a portion of each installment payment to Hunter Biden's business, Owasco, and another company, EEIG, which was owned by close Hunter Biden associate James Gilliam. Yes, I saw another it all in Biden Peter Schweitzer's book. That Hunter claims is his, and, one, and in one case, $10,000 to Haley Biden. Let's be clear. The $3 million sent to Rob Walker and dispersed to the Biden family appears completely separate and distinct from legal work. What were the taxes paid on this? Did anybody get a hold of Bernie Sanders? I mean, how how in the world is a politician allowed to steal this kind of money and not pay any taxes on it? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the, foot, uh, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. Yeah, I woke up with my underwear and my mouth tied to a tree, and next thing I know I was worth $50 million. And now who's going to uh, discuss the nation and tell me give me lessons on what this country is huh traitor made it clear america is not a deadbeat nation we pay our bills no america is a bankrupt nation and what you're asking for is not just more credit you're asking people to turn a blind eye and pretend you're capable see you're not and aside from that you're a thieving crook traitor He forgot that he has another meeting about the debt ceiling on Friday. You have to see him during this press conference. He's in the light of day where he even looks more ridiculous with the dead man hair sewn to his head. He's got fat hanging out at where a neck used to be. It's pathetic and disgraceful, but it, it is a little window into exactly what's going on behind closed doors. Find out what our staff agreed upon. In case you couldn't hear that, we'll find out what our staffs agreed upon. This is theater. These 30-something-year-old recipients of corruption called staffs and aides and assistants, all of the idiots like KJP, all of the Marxist mafia low end, that's who's negotiating on behalf of what will happen in the future. And there is a bill on the table, but it goes ignored, constantly ignored. And in the meantime, the Republicans stay on their back foot. And in there lies the problem. Even you too, Jim Jordan. I think it's a pattern with this administration. They haven't been square with us, straight with us, straight with the American people about anything. They told they tell us the border is secure. We know it isn't. They tell us our debt ceiling bill is going to hurt veterans. No, it doesn't. Joe Biden said during the campaign that the letter from 51 former intel officials when he used it in the debate, he portrayed it as if it was organic. And we now know through another investigation that we're all working on. That, in fact, it was coordinated. That letter from 51 former intel officials was coordinated with the Biden campaign, so much so. I want to hear I want to hear an impeachment and I want to hear it right now. Not another dollar to the Republican Party. You see, this is what it's used for. It's used because they know you're aggravated. They know you're aware that this idiot not only is destroying our nation, but wasn't elected. And they want to use all of it. And they're waiting patiently. And they're pretending they're going to do something when they can do something. I don't want to hear about the debt ceiling anymore. I want impeachment proceedings to start. Otherwise, I'm going to have to start calling people names like slack-jawed local who does nothing 
You're doing nothing, Comer, except I can't help but notice you got a new hairdo, too. Except raising your profile because you're raking in the money, too, aren't you? While Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, in reality, he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. So are you. What do you think of that? Now I'm going to start to really point out what this what this failing system is. So are you. Only you're not raising it from Chinese Communist Party. You're raising it from people who want you to make this stop when you've had the evidence since this idiot stole the office and you could have impeached him on day two. But instead, you want to raise money. I'm, you're, you're not fooling me anymore. The committee is concerned by the complicated, suspicious network of over 20 companies. We have identified the Bidens and their associates used to enrich themselves. Then impeach him. I'm tired of the talk. I'm tired of the fundraising. I want this to stop now. And most of all, we see the possibilities of the community and all the young people here. All of you. What an attractive group of kids. Yeah. Next, he wants to know who wants to take a shower with him. How much longer do I have to put up with this dimwit? Towns that had been forgotten and left behind are coming alive again. Bringing you mean back like Chicago? You mean like Chicago, the ones that are begging because they, they are overrun with bankruptcy, failure, and corruption? Which towns, dimwit? The question, I have been considering the 14th Amendment. And a man I have enormous respect for, Larry Tribe, who advised me for a long time, thinks that it would be legitimate. But the problem is... Really? Does he think it would be legitimate? Do you know what's in the 14th Amendment? I don't think you do. Section 4. The v- Amendment 14. Section 1. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. Huh. Where does it say you get to steal the power and nullify the Congress? Oh, you mean Section 4. All right, we'll get to that and more and your phone calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. Get out of here! money smoke cigars and live free on the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer am 560 the answer i think what i'm really disgusted with is that a very good friend of mine watches the show on rumble and he called me yesterday after the show and he said you know he watches the live chat somebody was talking about how today was the day He had been praying for. Today was the day that the evidence would be undeniable and something would happen. But that didn't happen today. I mean, it was an expansion on what we already knew. I'm still perplexed. There's people out there that don't know the scam that is our gangster government, the fraud that it is, which is how we're butted up against the debt ceiling. They'll lie out of every orifice they have to continue to have the money keep flowing out and you never audit it. It's why the media talks about a Republican lying fraud congressman who rightfully was charged by the Department of Injustice as a criminal, because he is one, a lying, thieving criminal. But he's nothing compared to Brian Sherbakow. Nothing. Because Brian Sherbakow is stealing money that wouldn't be flowing to these corrupt, phony green energy companies. Their entire agenda is not only a fraud, but it's destroying our dollars. That we work for, and you're getting used to it. Not you, but the American morons who think this is normal. Oh, it's inflation. What can we do? This could stop tomorrow if Joe Biden were rightfully imprisoned. 
Not impeached. He's a thieving crook. How much evidence do you need? If it's for legal fees, why are the deals the same? In fact, it's very hard to come up with any legitimate business reason to conduct transactions with this type, in this type of complex way. It's not legitimate. It's a bribery scheme. At least in Chicago, they go through the effort of pretending to build an exit ramp that takes twice as long as the Hoover frecking dam and twice as much money. Or O'Hare is actually an airport. Sure, you funnel $8 billion down it and nobody can figure out why. At least they make it appear as if they're doing work. Here, he's just stealing. Why would separate payments go to Hunter Biden's business and to himself individually? Why would Walker transfer money from his business account to his personal account before distributing the money? Why are other Biden family receiving any of these payments? We need to understand more about this $3 million. Because he's an asset of enemies, domestic and foreign. Because as you know, the Chinese have owned this wrinkled asshole dimwit since he sounded like a man. Performed by the law firm associated with Hunter Biden. This is simply not how legal fees are paid. I spent 10 years collecting legal fees. Nobody would pay or receive payments this way. It makes absolutely no sense. Romanians, Ukrainians, Moscow mayor's wives, and moron husbands, the Chinese Communist Party, because the policies he implement pay them off and at the same time weaken our nation. This is not normal. This is not acceptable. This is not legal. But it is when the entire government's in on the scheme. And after all, how much evidence do you need that they are? And the proposals that they've set out would entail draconian cuts and um, really end the policies we've put in place to invest in our Mm -hmm. economy in clean energy. Nine trillion a year they spend. Doesn't matter what they collect. And now they're only collecting a third. That's bankruptcy. That's not deadbeat, Biden. That's bankruptcy. And you and your mafia cohorts are the one that led us here. Crook. Brian and Gurney. Hey, Sean. You know what? We have... Can you hear me? I can now. Yeah, go ahead. The NSA jammed you for a little while. Go ahead. Yeah, we have a system where... I'm getting a feedback here. It's the NSA. Tell those guys I said hello. And do me a favor. Would you find out if one of their wives has my watch? Tramps. Uh, George Naperville. Sean, Biden needs to resign in disgrace. Give the peace signs before he takes off in a helicopter, just like Nixon did. Yeah, back then, they, people had character. Never forget Nixon, although one of the worst presidents in this country's history, still had the character to not be a Democrat. And didn't I say something about tramps? I know I did, Squirrel. Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes, and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context. Of all in which you live and what came before you. I say we can't get her in there fast enough. Not fast enough, because nobody would vote for her. Not even her mother, who was right about the coconut tree. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Needles and pins, pins and needles. It's a happy man that grins, squirrel. Of course, my dyslexia might have came in. It might have been the other way around, but I remember it from the honeymoons. Scott and Barrington remembers the honeymooners, don't you? 
Hey, yeah, sure, sure do, Sean. <laughs> hey, Sean, to uh, further your point about how, how you, you're right about these do-nothing Republicans, even the farcical Senator Kennedy from Louisiana, right, he was against revealing the January 6th tapes. Now, if, uh, by the way, none of these guys are talking about, maybe Green, maybe Gates, a few, a handful of them, are talking about these guys who are sitting in jail, in these jails, over this January 6th thing, and not a peep about the Sixth or Eighth Amendment. Nothing. The in fact, process Kennedy didn't even want it to be revealed. How, Scott, how, do you, how else would Ray, if Ray isn't playing these so-called conservative Republicans, I don't know what is, and Garland, the rest of them. I have a, my best friend in life is an attorney. He doesn't practice much anymore. But th this is something we have a conversation. We didn't think it was possible that you could put a citizen in prison and, and strip him of his, of his due process anymore. We didn't think it was even possible. And not only is it possible, it's cheered by at least 50% of the country. And you know, Scott, there's a reason I took your call. This is why they keep mentioning the 14th Amendment. Because the 14th Amendment primarily had three clauses until the Civil War. Then they added the fourth. But that's where they mention insurrection. And there was a reason after January 6th they called the protest almost immediately, because they were victims of, of entrapment, almost immediately it was called an insurrection. This is why. They knew where this was going to lead. Because everybody knew the trajectory of our nation's dollar. Everybody knew that if we continued down this path, we'd go bankrupt. And Trump fell into the path of COVID and blew out the budget, and now he's one of the, the names that, that, that they can throw on and $6 trillion on the debt and all the rest of it. I can't believe he didn't see it. Sure. I can't believe it. Sure, but, sure how could, you know, and we ask your buddy, the attorney, how is it, I, like you and everyone else who's got that constitution, I, like you said, you think it was possible, but where, where that's what I'm, that's kind of the point is where are the Republicans? Why, where is it, where does the pavement meet the road where you go, wait a minute, this is unconstitutional to keep these people in jail, some of them in solitary confinement for trespassing charges. And then, because like you said, they turned it into insurrection or like. I'm playing a little stupid I, today. Do you know why they don't want to impeach Joe Biden? Do you know why they're just making this a campaign? Because they do the exact they same thing. Charge them, then. They do the exact same thing. That's the old mafia neighborhood. Cut me in oh, or cut okay. it out. They're in on the same scams. Thank you very much, Scott. I appreciate it. It was a joy talking to you. This is why they don't, they don't want to do anything. They've got the same nonsense. Their kids, their wives, lobbyists, LLCs, it's the same thing. That's how you get to this position of power. That's why this is just entertainment for us. That's all it is. And when it comes to entertainment, let's at least have a comedy show, shall we? The question, I have been considering the 14th Amendment. And a man I have enormous respect for, Larry Tribe, who advised me for a long time, thinks that it would be legitimate. But the Well, he's... A traitor, too. What do you think of that? He's a traitor. You're a traitor. Anybody that supports you, traitor. Because nobody ever read the 14th Amendment. You see, they had three major sections before the Civil War. Let's go through them, shall we, Squirrel? Now, I got this from law, uh, congressionallaw.com, I believe is where I got it. I'll, I'll, I'll look at it again. Amendment 14, Section 1. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. Say anything about the debt there, Squirrel? I missed the debt? No? Okay. Sounds like they're talking about immigration to me. All right. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. What about Washington and the guys sitting in jail right now without their due process? What about that? 
nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Nor do Can you think of a state that doesn't? Me either. Deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Oh. Section 2. Representatives shall be apportioned among the several states, according to their respective numbers, counting the whole number of persons in each state, excluding Indians not taxed. Huh? The Indians don't get taxed. He doesn't mean Elizabeth Warren's family. See, Elizabeth Warren's family, they killed the Indians. She lied about that, but she doesn't pay taxes either. In the meantime, I didn't hear anything about the debt squirrel. You? Nah, me either. But when the right to vote at any election for the choice of electors for president and vice president of the United States, representatives in Congress, the executive and judicial officers of a state, or the members of the legislature thereof, is denied to any of the male inhabitants of such state, being 21 years of age, and citizens of the United States, or in any way abridged except for participation in rebellion or other crime, the base... Here we go. But I still didn't hear anything about the debt. But you're going to hear the word that you really didn't hear much before January 6th. They used to call them protests, even when they were burning down the streets, and they were Marxists, pretending that they cared about George Floyd, who, by the way... Almost three years sober coming up. This of representation therein shall be reduced in the proportion which the number of such male citizens shall bear to the whole number of male citizens, 21 years of age. I think Rachel Levine skips this too. You know, she got out just in time. In such state. Section three. All right. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress, or elector of president and vice president, or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States, or under any state, who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States, or as a member of any state legislature, or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. So will that be, is that what he means by the 14th Amendment? So he'll say that the Republicans that didn't reject the protest of the election stealing dimwood and diapers is now been nullified, and then the Republicans will not have the majority of the uh, Congress, so he'll get his Democrat mafia cohorts. Is that the way they mean they're going to use the 14th Amendment? But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each House, remove such disability. Huh. And then there's the section that was added after. Section 4. The validity of the public debt of the United States, authorized by law including debts incurred for payments of pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection or rebellion, shall not be questioned. But neither the United States nor any state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in aid of insurrection or rebellion against the United States, or any claim for the loss or emancipation of any slave... But all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. Section 5. The Congress shall have power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. That's why they kept calling it an insurrection. It wasn't an insurrection. There wasn't a gun. No guns. Brass knuckles, bear spray, morons. But no guns. No guns. 
And when I say morons, I mean the ones who couldn't see this was entrapment. The ones who refuse to speak against this fraud. The ones who get charged and they take the plea deal. I understand you're looking at some serious time. But you're a martyr. Because this is a banana republic who's going to charge and intimidate, extort and steal from anybody who doesn't recognize its authority or want in on the mafia scam. That includes a lot of Republicans. That's why none of them are really saying impeachment. Most of these companies were limited liability companies formed during Joe Biden's vice presidency. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Some of that money came from a Chinese company and went to Hunter Biden's company. Other transfers occurred with the help of Rob Walker, who then sent it on to different Biden family members. Yeah, but you forgot to mention the insurrection in the 14th Amendment. And then, as long as we're talking about LLCs that are owned by family members, do you have any, Comer? Does your wife have any? I'd like to know. There has to be some reason you're not talking about impeachment. Anthony McHenry. Sean, I love you. God bless you. The Electoral College Act of 1887 says when you get a representative and a senator to stand up, you can question the validity of all the Electoral College ballots. And that's what was going to happen. That was what was happening. The Democrats claimed this entry into the Capitol because they needed to stop that. They needed to stop what was going to happen. That was going to be your examination of the fraud that occurred uh, in the states of Arizona and Wisconsin uh, and Georgia and Arizona. We didn't need a court action. We needed that discussion to happen on the floor. And that's why they let people in the Capitol. It was all the Democrats doing to destroy the the evidence that was going to come out and how they stole the election. It's almost like the the way in which we overthrow governments in Central and South America where people are fleeing, and not to mention Europe, where we seem to have a money laundering scheme that kicks right back to the politicians that okay the action. Uh, 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. This is why politics in America is a joke. It's a running joke that we tolerate. Everybody knows they're all in on this. I feel like Mitch McConnell's wife the first time he got undressed. This is the big reveal. This is what I've been waiting for. Comer. McCarthy. This is it. This is your big evidence. No wonder you didn't say the word impeachment. This isn't anything you don't do. And these are the people that tell us about wars. Tell us about money going to fight wars. The hundreds of thousands, millions of Americans that have died fighting this kind of corruption. Oh, you're telling us the truth, though, this time. Yeah, sure you are. I don't believe a fracking word that comes out of their bald heads. Not a word. Is the United States ready for the surge of people that's going to come across the border starting later this week? I spent uh, a, close to an hour with, uh, with the Mexican president today. Yeah. I got $20, says he was talking to a janitor in the Oval Office. Okay, El Presidente, thank you for helping me with that. Roger on the south side. Hey, Sean. Keep it going. Best show around. Oh, thank Love you. what you do. Uh, anyway, I'll get cut to the quit here. 
you know, I don't know if you noticed, I know you do follow the Chicago news better yeah. than most people who live here. These two guys, the uh, electricians from Chicago, they uh, had up charges on them, and it kind of sounds like uh, yeah. they are, they're going to have to accept a plea. Now, knowing a little bit of insider information, I don't want to reveal on the air. I mean, this this is a travesty. Oh, they're getting railroaded. They're getting railroaded. I think we had, didn't we have Honey Bunny? We had one of them on the show, didn't we? Talk to one. Oh, a different guy? We had, a, listen, these guys are getting railroaded. These are Americans who went to protest the idea that there were enough idiots to not know Joe Biden is a crook and has been a crook for five fracking decades. You know, Peter Schweitzer's been writing about this guy for 20 years. 20 years, Joe Biden is at the center of every major financial scandal in foreign policy, particularly. That's where he specialized. What disgusts me even further, not the two guys I brought up or what you just said, is the fact that there's not more whistleblowers, especially within, like, you know, the 20s and 30s, you know, of these people. Rod, you know anybody that works for the government, brother? You sound like you do. I do. Yeah, do you do. think they I want do. to get caught doing anything except skipping work? They've perfected how to look busy and do nothing when the boss is around. They spend six hours a day doing gots on ghoul, except looking for oh, a cheeseburger. I know. What bothers me more, though, is not the, not the work one way or the other. When it comes to, like, the DOJ and then, you know, obviously the FBI, CIA, along the lines, you know, this selective justice thing go, that we've got going on Please. and and these, and these rotten political uh, uh, candidates we put in who make these rotten judges, you know, as you know, as well as anybody who listens to this show, anybody, 90% of these Cook County judges over the last 20 years, okay, and, and, and especially in the last, uh, let's just say, since Rom got in, okay, yeah. was in, okay, they were handing down, not not holding up the, the laws, uh, sentencing, and going easy on criminals, and it because it started under under this this stuff. Say what you want about Lori Lightfoot and, and Preckwinkle. Yes, they were they are huge problems, but it was Madigan's started daughter, yeah, oh, but, Madigan's daughter who walked away from the whole thing to put in this dissent decree. And Rod, but let's not put a it. smile on the dailies. Those meathead morons. I remember being a kid at the Golden Bear. You see the scumbags sitting around pretending to be earners and men carving up the city like a like a pie. Come on, Raj, this is something that's been around for for a hundred years. Every time there's a Democrat, that's the get. You hear Democrat, you know it's a thieving crook. You hear Republican, you should think they're a thieving crook because Mitch McConnell is just hoping nobody looks at how many LLCs he's on, aside from the one that is Chinese wife and the shipping company that magically became worth billions right after she decided. I guess I'll tolerate this freakish guy coming at me on Saturdays after Viagra kicks in. Craig, I'm Greywood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. As usual, right over the target. Listen, oh, I'm so I am so aggravated with these people and that all these uh, talkers and uh, that you talk about it all the time. These guys are taking talking about this. They're talking about that. Oh yeah, we're getting close. We got a hundred days. We made a lot of accomplishments. We heard this. We heard that. We got all this information. They do nothing. They do absolutely nothing. So what nothing you need to do, Craig, you're in this. You you push against this just as much as anybody in Chicago. Do not give one dollar or one second of your time. And I mean that. See, there's something to take pride in. Fox News, all really, it's Schlitz News, formerly known as Fox. 
is in the turlet. They're up behind this MSNBC. They're garbage now. And they should be. You have more power than you think you do. So when it comes time for these idiots to pretend that we're fighting a good fight. No, no, no. I'll give the three guys maybe four. And I'll pick them. We'll start with Ron Johnson. We'll go with Rand Paul. And we'll, we'll go to a, maybe a couple others. But very few congressmen. Very, very few. So when they call, put up the fight. When you get the email, spam, delete. This is what needs to wake them up. You need to abandon them if they're not going to represent you. Because this is a republic. This is, this is a kabuki theater we're watching. If they don't have the guts to impeach the, not only the most impeachable, but the most obvious traitor to his own country, benefiting from the Communist Party, creating policies to not only strengthen them, but to weaken us. This is an insult to every World War II veteran, every veteran, everybody that fought against communism, socialism, Marxism, but more importantly, the common denominator of all of it, political corruption. That's what they thrive on. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. I believe one of the main reasons we are in this predicament in America, the only country built on the Enlightenment, on the individual, is the bastardization of language and the usurpation of definition. Who better to discuss language with than the son of a printer, somebody who studied his whole life about the spoken word, the written word. He is also an author of a new book, What is the DNA of Democracy? And is America Losing It? His name is Richard Lyons. Richard, thank you for joining me. How are you? Uh, Great to hear you, Sean. Happy to be here. Well, I have to tell you, I think it's a crucially important time for this book to come out. We Uh, hear... Go ahead. I agree. I, um, like a lot of your listeners, like yourself, Sean, a number of years ago, I was wondering what country I was living in and uh, decided to study uh, what has changed over the past hundred years or so. You know, it's funny, and I hear the, the, the collectivist, the fascist, the, the socialist, the Marxist, they keep saying democracy, democracy, democracy. Well, I learned in grade school from Socrates, democracy isn't always good. We have a republic. And this is something that is lost in this argument. And now people feel they're subjected where 51% can take away the rights of 49%. That's not the way it's supposed to go, is it? No, not at all. As, as our Constitution was conceived, and it's correct, uh, part of it came from Athens, and that is our local government. In local government, you're supposed to all be in a town assembly where everybody has a vote and everybody can make an argument. However, at the state and federal level, we are a republic at both levels, wherein you have representatives and the minority is protected uh, by common law. Now, the reason I feel that um, corrupt gangsters, and that's what we're dealing with, in in my opinion, corrupt gangsters love the platform built on a democracy because 
it's a one-time th- one-time fraud and you control things for years and if we're not willing to put our names behind our votes literally instead of this anonymity are we not hoisted by our own petard in a fashion i mean decades ago hundreds of years ago back in athens you voted sean thompson i vote against the crook right yes so but the I, fact that we want to move in anonymity and this silent ballot, this we set ourselves up for this position, in a way. I, that, that's an interesting take. I um, there's a more recent book than DNA of Democracy that I wrote called Shadows, Shadows of the Acropolis, and it's about the concentration of power in Washington. And what we're finding today, as it is apropos to what you're saying, is that there is a mutual defense alliance between the administrative state and the Democratic Party so that representatives of, uh, that are Democrats in the House and Senate protect agencies while the agencies protect the Democrats. So you end up with a family like the Clintons, or you end up with a family like the Bidens. Yeah. They can literally rob our country of its own integrity and sell it to a foreign nation like China. Uh, it's it's a state of affairs that that happened actually at the end of uh, the Athenian democracy. And this so, is something that I think that the, 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 the scoundrels among us understand and have understood for hundreds of years. You know, it's funny. You and I are both from Chicago. I have yeah. callers. This show is broadcast in Chicago. I have callers. I just had one, you know, and, and they and you can almost as you start to talk about when it started to go bad, you go right back to 100 years ago. And this started with a, with an abuse, with a mafia. People could accept because in their mind, the corruption delivered a certain security. So they tolerated the infiltration of mafia into our political system. And now what we have is what you see before us. Correct? Well, Chicago, as you know, Sean, there's no better example of a wholly owned one-party city than Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it puts up with high taxes. It puts up with bad schools. Um, and you know what they had for years that, that, that made it all worth it was a police force that everybody uh, respected. You know what I mean? They kept the yeah. streets safe, though, though there were, you know, mafia elements in the city. Uh, most law-abiding people didn't know what was going on. Yes, yeah, um, so now the cat is out of the bag. So will the democracy save us? Or has it been so thoroughly corrupted that this is just the road to serfdom Hayek warned us of? Well, I think we get complacent with um, just habit. If, you're, if your father's habit was to vote Democrat and your habit has been all your life to vote Democrat, uh, you tend to vote Democrat. I mean, the Republican Party doesn't even have uh, any representation in Chicago. No. And they haven't for decades. And so it's, that it, isn't really, I'm, Sean. That's not really a democratic system. You need an opposition. <laughs> to, yes, absolutely. To argue points of uh, of uh, policy and law. So, so, but this is something that for us at this point we're taken aback. But if you um, were unfortunate enough, unlucky enough, to be born in a corrupt third world nation, be it in the Middle East or in Central or South America, this yep. is how it works. And in order to get to survive, you have to bribe and be a friend of or have what is known in Chicago as clout. And you can circumvent the abuses and the atrocity. Where does it, has it ever taken over a society 
that was built on the premise against it before, in your, in your opinion, or in your knowledge? I think we're watching it because, again, of the concentration of power in Washington. And one political party, the Democratic Party, uh, having so much power that it will exercise that power to defend their power uh, at any cost. They, they are no longer concerned with law, obviously. They're no longer concerned about, let's take Illinois and Chicago. The government of Illinois isn't concerned about the safety of its citizens in the city of Chicago. The city of Chicago is not concerned about the safety of its citizens. That is, that is the number one responsibility of a government. When, you're, when you have so much power, it doesn't matter what you do. That's the problem. So um, in your writings, when you go back in time, is there an example of a society that threw out this level of corruption? Is there an example throughout time of a society that corrected the, the corruption within governments that are so ingrained they're controlling law as a spear instead of a shield the way it's intended in America? And that's the part I'm really disgusted with. I thought law would protect us from this. Yeah, I think, it, I think we'd be doing something without example uh, in history. And that's it, not good. It, no, it's not. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, it really is. My, my mission behind writing these uh, couple of books, and there's a third one going to come out in a while, um, the mission is to get people educated at what exactly has happened and how we were set up virtuously with a Constitution that had checks and balances and had recurring elections that mattered uh, in order to get rid of this sort of abuse. Uh, now it's become so ingrained, and the party in power, actually, if you go back to the last presidential election, and now the only office in America that really matters anymore is the presidency. It's one office. It holds so much power uh, through its agencies that it's, it's um, a winner-take-all. But look at what the Democratic Party did in all the toss-up states. They, they maneuvered around the Constitution, to change the election laws in order yes. to successfully corrupt the election. Illegally. So they, could bring, they could bring in ballots a week after the election. How many? And this is where Chicago's famous. Yeah. Um, Richard Daly, at, at the election of John Kennedy, I don't know, if, Illinois was a toss-up state. The Democratic Party called... Um, uh, Come on, brother, Daly. I'm from Melrose Park. I know this yeah, story. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so Daly said, well, just tell me how many votes you need. Well, this is the same thing they just did in the last presidential election. When you're behind, you know, when Trump was ahead at, at midnight the night before in every toss-up state, and then they calculated how many votes were necessary, and then they found mail-in ballots to cover the loss. Uh, that's corruption. And now you have those states that are ingrained in that system. They've successfully circumvented the rules of the Constitution, and yep. they circumvented the state legislatures, and the same right. kind of corrupt judges that would allow uh, a, a gangster's wife, like Ed Burke and his wife, to sit on the Supreme Court in Illinois. At that point, yep. you're in a cold civil war, and you and I are examples of that. I'm not in Florida strictly because I love the sun, which I do. I'm here because they protect my freedom. This is something we're seeing. We've been in this cold civil war, you could argue, for... Half a century, if not more. But now it's at the it's at the point where you have convention of the states that's taking hold in this country. We've got twenty states that are actively 
um, looking to nullify the federal government. There is some opportunity there, but where, where in your opinion, because I know you study this stuff and throughout history, is, is it possible to do what I want to do and not have a violent civil war? I think law should say, if you guys want to tolerate this kind of open and notorious corruption, go ahead, live in it. But the rest of us are going to go our own way. Or have we been lied to all of our lives when, since we were little kids? We're not really united. We're extorted states. And if we threaten to even move, we'll pay the cost of our money and our life. Well, that's true. There is now an exit tax from Illinois. If you move, you're taxed. Yes. <laughs> so, Thank anyway, God I moved three years ago. <laughs> as, part of, of part of, as part of my uh, mission, I wrote Shadows of the Acropolis, which goes into uh, how this problem began and how it grew and how right now you're exactly right, Sean. We're at a why in the road. And the why in the road is whether we're following the DNA of our original democracy or whether we're, as you say, just casting it away in favor of what I call the common keep of history, which is tyranny, which is there are, you know, chosen few people, and they determine all the rules. And if you are not part of their group, you're persecuted or you're, you know, you're, you're not listened to. Your kids don't go to the schools they choose. Uh, they don't get the jobs they want. It's that sort of a thing. And, and half the country that doesn't agree with the ruling power is taxed, and the half who do aren't. So what I love about your story is that your father was a printer. You grew up yeah. around the written word. You're, you're yeah. obviously in N- love with history. Niles, let me say Niles, Illinois, and it was Argus Press. It began in 1922 with my grandfather. Wow. And then we went into educational publishing with uh, special ed kids and religious publishing with a company called Argus Communications. So you, obvi- so you obviously love the word, and you've been around yeah. it your entire life. And yes, correct. I, I love the fact that you go back to Socrates, or as he's known in Melrose Park, Socrates. You go all the way back there. <laughs> you go all the way back and you discuss this. So I, I think there's only a small fraction of humanity that want to really be free. I think there is a comfort in servitude that the yes. vast majority of humanity seeks. They want to be comfortable slaves and they're comfortable with it. And Can you know, the we technology win? Technology nowadays is helping that. Technology is helping a lot with that. But you're right. That's why uh, democracy has been so infrequent. There have been very few uh, in history, and that's why. Because it takes, and it, what, ha- what has to happen is that everybody has to agree on a social compact like our Constitution. Everybody has to agree that the common law that serves us all is more important than their individual interest to take money from China and serve the Chinese or to take money from the Democratic Party and serve their party. There ought to be something more important, and that is the social compact between all of us. And that has to be agreed on. That was agreed on in Athens when they took over the government there, uh, you know, millennia ago. One more thing before. One more thing before I let you go, Richard Lyons. Sure. I cannot. I cannot wait to have you back on. We're going to have you back on again. But you. you, you are also a screenwriter, and you've been involved in that. In all yeah. of your preparation, and I've dabbled in that a little bit. I'm fascinated with it. In all of your preparation yeah. of of coming up with a story and breaking down the boards, when you look at what we have as a government, would you ever think you could sell a script with such scandal, such repeated scams, and such fraud? that has a happy ending where they all get elected and retire and happy ever after. Would anybody ever buy that kind of script? 
Well, I just, it's funny. I just wrote a letter to a lot of people in the media, in major media, television. And it said, the title is, The Greatest Story Never Told. Because the, the media in America is ignoring, literally, what would be the best script you could write. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like Goodfellas with pansies. Our, it's happening in front of our eyes, but because yeah. there is this mutual defense system between the media, the intelligentsia, uh, the agencies of government, and the Democratic Party, it's a wall. It's like the Chinese wall. I mean, how are you going to breach it? So we are the underdog, yeah. right? And have yes. been throughout history. People who believe in liberty are the underdog, not the Democrats who who's claim they're for the underdog. No, yes. they're, they're for common tyranny, which has been the uh, plague of humanity throughout history. And I also want to say one other thing. I'm very proud I don't have a Ph.D. and that oh. I don't work at universities because I'm glad I'm not tenured. Because 94% of those people believe uh, that tyranny is actually democracy. Yes. And I love they're, that. They're all for uh, this Democratic Party, and the Democratic Party is going headlong into socialism. Richard Lyons, when you present the movie, the screenplay of the Democrat mafia that started in Chicago, <laughs> I want to go with you, and we'll sell it like it, it's like Goodfellas, only with pansies and ugly women. What do you say? <laughs> Right. But, but, Sean, they'll never let it be released. <laughs> we'll fund it ourselves. Richard Lyons, thank you for making yourself available, and thank okay. you for the book, What is the DNA of Democracy, and Is America Losing It? And among your other writings, I can't wait for the next one. Tell me the title again, the next one coming out. That one's going to, well, there's, there's one since the DNA of Democracy that's called Shadows of the Acropolis. It's about the last hundred years in America. The mm -hmm. next one is going to be called Dynamics in Democracy. It's a work of philosophy about just what you just mentioned. People find it easier to live in a, a tyranny than to strain themselves for liberty. It's, Richard, it's more on that. Richard Lyons, thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you again. <laughs> okay, Sean. Have a great night. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Sure, Bacow had already been fired from the fuel company late December after the board of directors found evidence he stole at least $5.9 million in funds where he bought luxury travel, two Porsches, and known to fly private. What was his scam? He's got a biofuel energy company called uh, Adler Renewable Crude. That sounds like a great scam. What does he do? Oh, he, he liquefies biomass residues. He doesn't do jack. He doesn't do gatsangul. He got a big fat check for having an LLC named Eldare Renewable Crude. He stole millions of your money. And he's just who you caught. Reminds me of Solyndra. Who went to jail for Solyndra? Nobody. But the beat goes on, because the morons like it. And if you threaten to cut it off, here is a Congress birthing person named Dove from California. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I rise today to highlight the chaos the Republicans have created by playing with our debt limit. The GOP's default on America plan is disastrous for American families and our economy. There Welfare is no Rogers. reason why we should debate whether America should honor its obligations and pay its debt on time. Extreme Republicans would prefer us to default for purely political and partisan means. 
Instead of bringing a serious proposal that could be passed in the Senate and signed by the president, Republicans brought a bill to the floor that would threaten Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and veterans' benefits. Time and again, we have asked Republicans to show us their budget. Same bull dung. The welfare roaches live like they work three jobs, like the rest of you who do work three jobs. In the meantime, we've got a new crop coming in. Families have used a ladder to scale the first fence erected by President Bush in 04, but they could not get past the second higher fence. And they are now waiting for CBP to open the gate and start processing them in small groups. Now, check this out. Migrants are actually ordering DoorDash and food deliveries on the Mexican side to get by until we take custody. Also, they believe as the... <laughs> That's my favorite part of the whole thing. Where's my sandwich? You got a Jimmy John's around here somewhere, don't you? Cream puff, Jim. Hey, you love these yeah, hey, uh, John, I was just thinking, uh, the uh, the Grand Ole Prairie has a couple of managers. The Whigs, then the Know-Nothings, and then Lincoln takes over in Chicago and calls it yeah. the Republican Party. Yeah. Now, is it really, is that really, or really is it the two-party system Seems to me Johnny Adams and Tommy Jefferson, they yeah. stuck to that, those two parties. Yeah. Johnny's party was more anti-slavery and Tommy was more pro-slavery. Yeah. But they both used patronage and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and huge amounts of money and, and, uh. Yeah, but so back you then, become, back then they could beat the hell out of each other. They had duels yeah, yeah, and whatnot. Well, they had duels. They're great. They're duels. I, I say bring that back. Me too. Bring Dooley back. Well, you kind of I have it on Chicago there, except the other side doesn't know they're in a duel. They just get shot. Well, I know. That's why if they had any real class, they'd go. They'd have a duel. They, that's what I said. That would send a lot of violence in this in the country. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. See, we no, can't I mean it, I mean, And then before I mean, that, yeah. you had my ancestors, the old Norwegians who were called Ulster Scots, and they're the ones that stabbed the real slave traders in England who just celebrate a new donkey-eared inbred king that they still love. Thank you very much, Cream Puff Jim. I like going history with Democrats. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight, buddy? Splendid. What I wanted to say is uh, the only way the Republicans are going to get anyone's attention is to impeach this uh, fraud we have for uh, president. Absolutely. So to shut down the government and, uh, and show everyone how incompetent he really is, because he does nothing uh, to help anybody in this country. Nothing Could not agree with you more, and here's... Here's the other thing, Rich. I love it. Thank you for the call. You would also understand we're losing credibility throughout the world. Not to mention we're involved on the wrong side of a conflict. Which one you want to pick? You want to pick the one in Africa that we're not talking about? You want to pick the one in the Middle East we're not talking about? We're still occupying a third of Syria. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the big one. Oh, yes. Let's talk about the big one. Russia and Ukraine and Ukraine and Russia. In the meantime, the rest of the world wants peace. Iran's Foreign Minister Hossein Amir Abdullahian is now in Moscow to take part in the Russia-brokered peace talks between uh, Turkey and Syria. Of course, uh, isn't China doing this too? Yeah, they're going to keep using our dollar. Why should they? After all, you got a deadbeat crook for a president, fraud for a Democrat party in control of the Senate. You got morons that want to make it more comfortable to live on welfare than to work why should they use our dollar? 
The Moscow summit earlier hosted the deputy foreign ministers um, and then the defense ministers from Iran, Russia, Turkey and Syria tried to discuss ways to end the long-standing conflict between the two neighbors. Of course, Turkey uh, had backed the armed opposition groups uh, in Syria. That, uh, Honey Bunny, isn't this exactly what Wolf Blitzer told Darth Vader with his heart in a bag, Dick Cheney? Isn't this exactly what he predicted would happen? As Dick Cheney and the moron George Bush, not only are the responsibility of thousands of American deaths, tens of thousands of American injured, but hundreds of thousands of Middle Eastern kids killed. Sought to topple Bashar al-Assad's government during the uh, decade-long civil war in Syria that killed uh, half a million people and displaced half of Syria's population. Of course, Turkey uh, has made several incursions. Into oh, and it's not just the idiot. George W. Bush or his cohort of corruption, Cheney, father of the rash, Liz Cheney. It's also the Democrats. Oh, it was Bill Clinton and Madeleine Albright. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. May you burn in hell. And, and in the meantime, that was another half a million. So you got a million now. Madeleine Albright still thinks it's worth it. Although nobody can get a word out of her. She's working the glory hole in hell. In the meantime, all those countries that have supposedly want war, they're uh, meeting for peace north of Syria and now has de facto control over large swathes of the northern territories in Syria. And uh, for, for Damascus, um, the withdrawal of the Turkish forces is a prerequisite for a normalization of ties. So now... Yet we're there, we're there fighting everybody. We got a, we got a death count now? Boy, I, I remember we couldn't get a death count out of Iraq either. Yeah. Well, Dick Cheney was exactly right, huh? The crooked bastard. Joe in Palatine. Hello, Sean. You've been on fire, baby. I love it. Thank you, John. Here's my question to you. Here's my question to you. Tomorrow when Comer releases those bank records, what's your prediction of the fallout with the, with that, um, why, whatever you want to call him, I can't stand even saying his name, with the, with the B family? What do you think's going to happen after all those bank records? Nothing. The people who are in control of the bureaucracies have known about all of this for three and a half years and more. You're going to tell me the Secret Service, who traveled with Joe Biden to Cyprus to carve up the money. Nobody knew? What is he doing there? I don't yeah, know. That's He's true. picking up a yeah, sandwich. Right. You know, in Cyprus, I think they got their version of a euro. Oh, it's delicious. You'll travel all the way there. You get a euro, and you get a big bank statement with, with clean money that you can steal and buy mansions with. It's phenomenal. So you, if you're asking hey, me what do I think that? will happen, what happened, yeah. what happened in Bridgeport all those times you go, to the, you go for the lap dance years ago at the place and you see all the, all the older men, all the lobbyist kids, all in there celebrating like they were businessmen. What happens? Nothing. They get away with it. Yeah. yeah. The only good news is I don't think they come down here to Naples because they know if I see them on the street, I'll heckle them and their pasty, butter-handed wives. Thank you very much, Joe. Steve and Elgin. Steve. Steve? Yeah, you're Steve. I'm Sean. Steve. This I'm sorry. No problem. Hey, I just wanted to ask you, with the news with the news of the migrants down on the other side of the border um, ordering DoorDash while they wait to cross, 
Yeah. Wouldn't that sort of be an indication that they don't necessarily need our welfare money when they get on our side of the fence? You're absolutely right, Steve. And I'll tell you another thing. I'll bet you one of those Jimmy John sandwiches, those migrants tip better than a Chicago Democrat. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah, they're big on tipping. They're big on tipping. They come here, they want to work. I don't know. I say we need an enema. Bring them in. What could go wrong? Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, dittos. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see a duel between Trump and Biden. Or I, <laughs> I, do, a, I do a duel with, B, with a BB gun between me and uh, Red you Green Puff Jim. I got a four-year-old uh, my, niece that can give him an ass kicking. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see him today? My- Did you see him after the speech? Did you watch it? He got lost on stage <laughs> again. Again, this stupid son of a gun. He doesn't swing his arms. He's like Raquel Welch dancing on Seinfeld, walking like a drunk baby on grass. This stupid son of a dog. And the Democrats love voting for him. Thank you very much for the call, Tom. Where is uh, where is the dim- the dim- when he gets lost? By the way, this is like the new Benny Hill music. Look at not an arm movement. Can't blink. Exit stage right. Your other right, stupid. In the meantime, he's got the dead man hair sewn to his head. He's not moving his arms. He can't blink. He's got dementia face. Yeah, things are going to be fine. We're going to raise the debt ceiling. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. There it is. Illegals in my yard. <laughs> Illegals in my yard. Squirrel, you are sick. Illegals in my in yard. Throw them some pesos and they work so hard. Illegals in my yard. Illegals in my yard. I'm not going to save the squirrel. I'm going to let it go. Illegals in my yard. I don't even ask if they got green card. Don in Bloomingdale. They're going to pay. <laughs> hey, Sean. I love that song. It's going to be a hit. Oh, yeah. Um, cu- couple things. Uh, show me the invoices. I'm in business, and no one pays me without an invoice with a description of what services I provided. Why aren't the Republicans asking for invoices for all this money that flew into the Biden regime? Because the they other- want their LLCs to be recipients of the same money that will yeah. never be audited. I get it. Yeah. But the other thing is, uh, they keep on threatening uh, how bad it's going to get if we don't uh, uh, secure the debt ceiling. Uh, I want to see how bad it gets. Let's try it. We've Don, never tried it. I, I, I know we've met, but how old are you? Ballpark. You don't have to be specific. I'm 60. So I'm going to be 68. Do you know we are that generation that remembers when shutting down the government was not only reasonable, but was done eight times under one president? Eight times. And every time it was shut down, the economy thrived. It was the yep. decade of the yuppies. Ronald Reagan shut the government down eight times. Bill Clinton shut the government down two times. To pretend that we did, we've never lived through this just goes to show you how stupid, how unable to comprehend or think or reason, and how ignorant the American people really are. That explains both... Yep. Our financial situation and who exactly is in office. Thank you very much for the call. 
Where is she? Present us with a comprehensive plan for our nation. They can't do it. Instead, they come to the table with extremist policies that fail to do the one thing it's supposed to do, pay our bills on time. That's why you don't give dummies credit. You gave dummies credit of our nation. And these same dummies are the one who are raising your cost of credit. They're the same ones that are causing businesses to fire hundreds of thousands of people. They're the same idiots that destroyed the buying power of your dollar. They're the same idiots who pay for DoorDash for illegal aliens. Now check this out. Migrants are actually ordering DoorDash and food deliveries on the Mexican side. I got two foot longs for Garcia. How's that delivery driver do? Anybody here? Garcia, two foot longs. Anybody? Anybody? Illegals in my yard. Eating DoorDash. Illegals in my yard. Ordering pizzas. Illegals in my yard. Throw them some pesos and they work so hard. Not to mention, they're staying in hotels all around the city. Ah, when's the last time you stayed in a hotel, squirrel? (laughs) And when you checked out, did you have to pay for it? Illegals in my yard. Illegals in my yard. You know what will say this? The 14th Amendment. I don't even ask if they got green card. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. More than 11,000 illegal boarding crossings in 24 hours. How do they know that? Human rights groups advocate for open borders. How come there's no human rights groups in Honduras? advocating for open borders are they breaking in there no no no. and if title 42 ends so what do we have immigration laws doesn't feel that way and if we don't have immigration laws what about the people who try to come here legally why should they do that doesn't make sense to me let's see if it makes sense to my next guest who is a specialist he is the senior research fellow in in the border security and immigration center at the heritage foundation his name is simon hankinson simon how are you i'm great sean great to be with you again This is something that's very interesting to me. We have millions of people who try to come here legally. Why? Uh, I'm one of them. They come because this is still the the freest, greatest country on earth. And if you work hard, you can make anything you want out of yourself. Yeah, but it appears if you show up, you'd get a cell phone and you could order a DoorDash. (laughs) Everybody's got a new cell phone. I I I got to go buy the cell phones for the kids, the wife, myself. I'm watching right now as I speak to you on MSNBC, the immigration issue. They have all new phones, new stuff. It doesn't seem like there should be any incentive to come here illegally. Yet, I can't help but notice there seems to be a tremendous amount of incentive. The doors are wide open. I've never seen anything like this in in the 23 years I worked in the government and the 10 before that. Um, you know, we see Mayorkas out there, the Secretary of Homeland Security, saying uh, in a very faint, reedy voice, you know, the, the doors are closed, the borders aren't open. But what people are hearing loud and clear all over the world 
through WhatsApp and Twitter and emails from their friends and relatives is, you know, come on in. The water's fine. Now, before 1913, we had very loose immigration laws. I honestly do not have a problem with a flowing immigration. I really don't. But that's not really what's at stake here. What's at stake here is the idea that we have an imploding bankrupt welfare system. And for merely being here under the laws in circa 2023 in America, you exist, therefore you receive. Isn't that what we're really discussing? Well, it certainly is uh, lucrative for a lot of people the way the the system is working now. You've got uh, NGOs and, and charities in the U.S. that are making literally billions of dollars off bringing in millions of illegal aliens and settling them, moving them around the country. Um, and then for the individuals that show up, you know, they get a pretty good deal compared to, you talked about 1913, you know, people came to Ellis Island, uh, you know, they, they had a medical check, and then if they were lucky enough to get in, that was it, they were on their own. Uh, but we're uh, getting people at the border, and as you say, some of them are getting uh, cell phones or at least devices um, so they can be kept track of. That's only a minority. Um, they'll get health care. You know, if they if they left their glasses behind, they'll get those replaced. They get a free bus, plane ticket, uh, anywhere they want to go. Um, <laughs> things have changed. It feels like this is something new, but it's really not. This is something that's been going on all of my life, and I'm in my 50s. Um, there's also a, a, a sabotage that's been afoot. And I say this as someone who is baptized, although I don't practice Catholicism, with Catholic charities. They've been doing this kind of maneuvering for decades. And uh, there's an, a concerted effort by organizations, well-run, well-funded organizations, to participate and assist in this kind of illegality. Do you feel there will ever be any repercussions against these entities? I don't know if repercussions is the word, but, um, you know, they've strayed a long way from what they were originally supposed to do. Like, you look at the ACLU. They used to protect free speech, right? Whether whether you were a Nazi or a communist, they, they respected your right to say what you wanted to say. Now they seem to be, you know, a, a transgender and immigrant advocate uh, uh, agency. And if you look at these charities, there's the Catholic and Lutheran and Jewish and various other religious ones that started off probably with a noble purpose, but have turned into essentially lucrative businesses where they pay their senior executives very nice salaries. So I, I would like to think that maybe the donors, uh, the faithful, will look at these organizations and say, you know, you're not doing what uh, what the Lord intended you to do. By the way, it was nice grouping with the communists and the Nazis. I appreciate that. Don't think I let that go. Uh, I, I also can't help but notice we're involved in a cold civil war, and we have been for decades as well. And some good states are doing some good things. For instance, the state of Florida has implemented all kinds of E-Verify laws, all kinds of uh, voter registration laws. Uh, companies that employ illegal aliens not only lose their license, but they pay tremendous fines and are basically forbidden from doing business with anything that uh, even looks like a government agency. Uh, there is some opportunity in this collapse. And we're also seeing the opportunity in shipping illegal aliens to self-described sanctuary states and cities, which in essence nullify immigration law anyway. Is that why it's such a big deal for this Title 42 to end? Well, I guess, you know, Title 42 was, uh, they, they were using that to deport, to, to expel rather than deport. Like they're not even allowed to just kind of get into the uh, asylum chain. About 45% of people who arrived, mostly uh, single adults from Mexico and, and what they call the Northern Triangle countries. So, you know, it, it, it was 
uh, helping to some degree, even though the Biden administration didn't like it and they were reluctantly using it, it, it did make something of a difference. But now we're seeing that uh, disappear in what, less than 24 hours. And the numbers have gone from, you know, seven, 8,000 a day uh, to well over 10,000 with, with no ceiling in sight. Those people have to go somewhere. They've got to find jobs. They've got to find houses. And so where do they go? They go where they have friends and relatives or, you know, everybody's heard of New York. Everybody's heard of Chicago. Everybody's heard of LA and, and Miami, but they go those places. And uh, now you've got the mayors of all these big cities realizing uh, that they're in the hole for billions of dollars with no end in sight, and they're not happy about it, and neither are the voters. Chicago, uh, we have a lame duck that she's called, which is the kindest thing she's ever been called, Lori Lightfoot, who is demanding for an emergency more funding from the federal government. For decades, when they passed these welfare entitlements, it was always said that illegal aliens were not qualified, did not qualify for this. But yet, that's not really true, is it? Uh, well, congratulations. Yeah, I hear you had an election and uh, replaced Mayor Lightfoot with someone uh, slightly to the left of her, which I didn't think was uh, was possible. Same um, suits. They're just uh, bigger sizes. It's going to be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I lost track of the question. Sorry. No, I, we, they have told us for decades, welfare was not something that would be extended to illegal aliens. Yet, yeah. in the minutia of the data, does it really turn out that way? Well, you know, there are certain things that they can get and certain things they can't. Um, it depends on what status they're in, if they're in removal proceedings versus if they're on parole. Um, but what they can do, I mean, anybody who shows up uh, with a kid at a school in public schools in the United States, has they, their kid can be educated at public expense, which I don't know what it is in Chicago. It's probably pretty expensive. 30000 uh, New York. It's, yeah, 30000 It's an entry-level Jaguar. There you go. And it's like a little more than that in D.C. and a little more than that in New York City. So that's free right off the bat. And I think for New York City, uh, they're looking at $500 million just for the children of the uh, illegals that they brought up there. I would think Chicago, you know, maybe half that, but you know, that's still serious money. Uh, if you show up to the emergency room for care, they can't turn you away. So they have to treat you and then they got to charge somebody. So you and me with our insurance policies end up picking up that. Um, and there are other benefits that they can tap into. Social Security, maybe not, you know, some of the, the more formal benefits, but there are definitely um, the public, there's public money that can be tapped into. How about disability? I uh, remember reading not that long ago that there is a loophole in disability, and it really stems from the uh, fact that if you show up sick, you have to be treated. And then if you're sick enough, you're disabled. Do we know for certain that there are no illegal aliens receiving disability benefits? I really don't know. I couldn't tell you for sure either way. Yes. The cell phones that I spoke of earlier, uh, that's a contract that under the Obama years traced back to a Mexican um, oligarch who has a, the largest cell phone company, one of the richest Mexicans in the world, and one of the richest people in the world. And those cell phones were traced back. He was, uh, at the time, one of the founders of Cricket. I think Cricket has since been bought. Do we know who is reaping the rewards of these contracts for the cell phones or for into other entitlements? Well, there, there's uh, a contract that uh, the Homeland Security has for call alternatives to detention. So what they should be doing under the law is they should detain everybody who's caught trying to cross illegally 
until their cases have been heard, right? Because if, if you don't detain people, um, then they tend to run away, and it's impossible later on to, to deport them. So, you know, the, the, the people that are coming in are sometimes uh, given these devices that look like a cell phone. Uh, they should probably be given ankle or wrist bracelets and GPS trackers, but they only do that in like 2% of the cases, probably because it's expensive. Um, and they give uh, some percentage of them these things that look like cell phones, but they don't actually make calls or texts or do anything else. So they're expensive devices. They can be used to track people as well. They've got a tracking function on them, but that function is never turned on because uh, ICE doesn't ask them to turn it on. Oftentimes we hear of American companies like Ford opening up billion-dollar plants in Mexico. They circumvent the, the restrictions of the UAW. They pay the labor $3 an hour to put together, I believe, the Bronco Sport is one of the trucks that comes out of that factory, among others. And um, we're told that these companies are going to help us with our immigration problem because we'll be employing um, Mexicans and other, other uh, aliens that would come here illegally. And that was supposed to curb it. I also remember when Kamala Harris said that we're going to treat the core problem in Honduras and El Salvador by giving those very corrupt governments money. Has any of this worked? Well, um, as you know, uh, Vice President Harris was named the the border czar. Um, I think she went down once, uh, which is as many times as her boss has gone in 50 years. Yeah. And I've read all of these reports that they've written about uh, what they call their root causes initiative. And look, you know, I'm not against uh, foreign aid. Uh, I'm not against trying to help uh, poor countries to build up an industrial base and, and to get wealthier. Um, but the idea that you could throw any amount of money at a country like Guatemala or El Salvador or Honduras that would stop young people wanting to leave is is ludicrous. If you look at the amount of remittances that they send, I think El Salvador about 25% of their gross domestic product, our gross national product, is, is remittances, is people in America, legal and illegal, sending money back home. Uh, you know, if that's like $25 billion, we give them a couple hundred million. Is, is that really going to make a difference? Yeah, I think not. One of the supply chains that was never disrupted is the supply chain of drugs. Fentanyl, from what we know, is responsible for over 100 and. 28,000 deaths, some say 138,000. We don't know, but we know it's been a drastic devastation to our nation. Um, the cartels have huge, huge money. The coyotes, huge, huge money. Why isn't our uh, law enforcement entities breaking up these cartels of corruption? I think they're doing their best to try to break up the, the cartels as far as they've penetrated in the U.S., uh, but, you know, Mexico is a sovereign country and they, they have their own laws. The, the corruption there has gotten so bad that there, there was a, a report I was reading by, by a think tank, and, and it had some incredible percentage of Mexican territory, like 25 percent, that was directly controlled by cartels. And the government has either decided they just don't want the fight or that they just don't have the capacity to take it back. Um, and there's the, the whole border area, for example, is, is controlled by cartels who decide who gets to go through and who doesn't. So they're making a cut of every you know, man, woman, and child that's smuggled through the border and every uh, kilo of drugs. Uh, they're making a, a nice fat profit of it. Are there any European countries that tolerate this kind of open nullification of rules of entry and citizens, to your knowledge? 
There are none. Uh, there was a time in, in 2015, I don't know if you remember, there were a lot of people leaving Syria, and uh, the, the German Chancellor Merkel at the time said, uh, we can handle it, um, you know, come all, all who want. And they took about a million people in. It was very disruptive in Europe. Um, that was seven years ago, eight years ago. Um, and the Germans, I think, learned a lesson that it's a lot easier to, to kind of write a blank check than it is to cash it. And they're they're dealing with the consequences of trying to integrate and settle uh, the, the people who came in. The frontline states like Greece um, and, and Spain and Italy, uh, you know, they're dealing with a similar uh, situation to us, but but in, in lower numbers. And they certainly uh, aren't lying back and taking it. They're doing their best to try to, to keep people uh, you know, on the coast of North Africa. Where are you originally? You, you immigrated, correct? Yeah, I came from uh, from England when I was about six. Has there been uh, 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 an influx of of legal immigration, legal immigrants to our nation that have decided the situation is bleak? Are they the only ones that are leaving? I remember reading just a couple weeks ago about the record number of uh, dual citizens that denounced their American citizenship. Is there a recourse where where maybe other legal aliens have decided I'm not going to stay? You know, there's, it's funny. There's always been a pretty uh, strong uh, blow back. If you look at even in the 19th century with, with Italians and Irish who, who would come, there's a pretty decent percentage of them, maybe you know, 15, 20 percent that would go back home after they'd made their money um, and settle in back home. But honestly, you know, our country draws people for a reason. We, we've got, you know, 50 states with varying geography and and all kinds of incredible opportunities and natural beauty. And you know, people, when they come here, they tend to want to stay. I don't think you're going to see any any large flow of, of people heading out. I'm wondering what your prediction is in the, uh, for the future as you see states that are run correctly strengthen their laws about employing illegal aliens and whatnot, strengthen their laws to make it more difficult to get licenses and leases and things that make it acceptable to live. Do you think that in the future... Um, the federal government will take away the state's right rights to protect themselves from the illegal immigration that the federal government has allowed in? I guess it depends which federal government. Um, this particular administration uh, is extremely you know, favorable to mass immigration. They're not big on states' rights. They're, they, they're centralizers. They want to concentrate the power in Washington, D.C. It's possible. We've had it in the past. We've had uh, uh, more conservative administrations who believe in the Tenth Amendment and they believe in uh, localizing power as much as, as possible in, in cities and states and towns. Um, and you were saying, you know, different states. Florida has been attracting residents, uh, and California has been losing them. I've been to California; it's a beautiful place. Both my yeah. kids were born there. Uh, but you can ruin paradise if you try hard enough. And if you make a, a state, uh, you know, if the taxes are well over fifty percent and the crime is high and the quality of life is low, people are going to are going to leave. And, and it's a big country. There's plenty of places to go where you'd be welcome and where the crime is lower and, and there's opportunity to make a living. Simon Hawkinson, that has to be the title of your next Hankinson, excuse me. That has to be the title of your next book. You can ruin paradise if you try hard enough. I love that. I want to put that on a T-shirt. In the meantime, keep up what you're doing. I so appreciate you and the rest of the people at the Heritage Foundation for doing it. I appreciate you making time to come on my show. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, the answer. 
From March of 2012 on Air Force Two to February of 2016 to pursue a business deal with Carlos Jr. and Tony, the moron son, who has to eat dinner with a cork on his fork so he doesn't poke his own eye out. But when you're the son of the billionaire, you get to meet with the son of the vice president crook called Hunter. On the business flight, Jeff Cooper, who ran one of the largest asbestos litigation firms in the country, Illinois-based Simons & Cooper, was on the flight. I wonder what he could tell us. Ah, he's a Chicago lawyer, Democrat. He's going to tell you absolutely nothing. Hunter owned 3% of Cooper's venture capital firm, Eduro Global. Oh, there's another name you'll never find the records of. I wonder what Hunter's cut was. According to emails, Cooper also appears in a November 19, 2015 photograph with Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Carlos Slim, and another Mexican billionaire, Miguel Alaman Velasco. I wonder if his cousin was the one ordering DoorDash. Uh, I got a foot long for Velasco. Foot long for Velasco. Now check this out. Migrants are actually ordering DoorDash and food deliveries on the Mexican side. Eh, why not? Janelle, Western Springs. Hey, Sean. Uh, so I am the founder of a nonprofit that furnishes homes for people when they transition out of a homeless shelter. And um, back in September, when all of these people were being bused, you know, it was all over the news, they're being bused from Venezuela to the Hampton Inn in Burr Ridge. I went there and did a video and found a guy who's 19. His name was Miguel, sitting outside in front of the pond. I called a friend. I don't know how to speak Spanish. So we FaceTime. Basically, we found out that the watch that he had was a Rolex. He had on <laughs> um, Nike Air. Uh, I have this on my page, too. On uh, Nike Air, brand new and a brand new phone. And what we found out was that they, they went down to their villages in these big coach buses, picked all these people up, told them they were getting jobs. They were going to get housing, um, basically promised them the world and then gave them some gifts to entice them. Everyone got a smartphone, like you said. Well, they came back up here and they were, they were put on a plane and that was a chartered plane, we found out. Um, and then the coach brought them from the airport directly to the Hampton Inn. Well, I walked in and there were kids jumping in the pool with swims or without swimsuits on with uh, fully clothed, you know, the regular clothes that they had on. Whew, I thought that was going to take a naked right story. That could have been worse. Yeah. What's that? I thought you were going to say they were naked. That would have been worse. I prefer to fully clothe the naked. <laughs> well, Go then ahead. we could go down the sex trafficking path. Yeah. Because that's another part of this. No, we're going to save that for the Mannheim Road motels. They don't save rent that. those by the day, so, by the hour they do. But go ahead. <laughs> but what happened, uh, so what's been happening now with us, well, when, when I got there, there were six people that I had that had identifiable badges on from the Illinois Department. Two were from the Illinois Department of Health, two from the Illinois Department of Education, and two from the <laughs> Illinois Department of Elections. What? And oh, then there were yeah. two that wouldn't talk to me. So then the other part of this is they had food out for everybody in that little, like, kitchenette thing that they have set up. It was like an ongoing, like, food fest. You could just go in and grab whatever you want. Everyone looked happy. They looked well-fed. Sure, you um, would be, too. So let's fast forward to now. Now, I have gotten so many calls over the past two weeks from church organizations and Catholic charities and different parishes 
and different um, Episcopalian churches, they all want us to put these people at the top of our list, but sur- surpassing the even the um, veterans that are waiting for furnishings really? and the domestic violence victims and children. And when I tell them that, you know, I find it offensive that you would even ask me, because they all do, can I, it's an emergency, it's a big emergency. I've got I've got a family that needs uh, furnishings right now. They're being housed tomorrow. Well, I've got veterans that are still in their car waiting for HUD to approve their vouchers, their HUD bash vouchers. And they served our country. And they they are waiting. So let me just understand this because I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant to the charity system. Let me understand this. You have a you have a charity star, and you you give furniture to people who need furniture, who are poor. We collect furniture and household items. Yes. So when when they leave a shelter, the charity contacts us. And it's free to the clients. Um, and we have different charities we partner with. We collect gently used furniture and household items. And then we have a, a list of brand new only items that we provide that so provide dignity. Veterans are on a list to get a, get a place a that they're paid. And then when they get paid, you go in there and you furnish it, which sounds like a wonderful, wonderful business. But now no, you're being intimidated. No one gets paid. No one. No, one, no, no yeah. we don't. We don't accept money from them. I love this. So you just give this away out of the generosity of your own heart. And now you're being... It's like HGTV. It's like a before and after reveal. It's really cool. So now you're being told that illegal aliens, specifically from Venezuela, go to the top of the list? No, see, I'm the founder, so I just tell them, no, we're not doing that. They they try to contact me, like Catholic Charities. We had a couple parishes around here. And And uh, we're staying for free in hotels. And in Western Spring, what are your property taxes in Western Spring? Oh, I don't, I don't, it'll make me sick. Yeah, well, you better pay them, because that's who's paying for all this. Right. You and all right. your neighbors and all the workers that are paying out of their right. paycheck and paying property taxes, and you'd be smiling, too, if you were staying in a hotel for free. I mean, you know what it's like. Yeah. Normally, now, you have to put out, like, Kamala Harris on a Wednesday to stay in a hotel for free. Now, in the meantime, <laughs> you just got to show up, not speak the language, and jump in the pool with your clothes on, which is a twofer. You oh, get yeah. to wash your clothes and have a good time. All right. Thanks, Janelle, for depressing the entire audience. Uh, before I put that furniture there, I take it in the backyard and burn it, but that would never make HGTV. Thank you very much. That's depressing, huh, Squirrel? You know what, Squirrel? I think you should announce your citizenship. I mean, I know you're looking for a place. You'd like to furnish it. You know how expensive that can be. Just run over. You get a new phone from Carlos Slim. Jeff in Rockford. Hey, Sean. How you doing today, buddy? A little aggravated today. How are you? Uh, me too. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, you remember when he was over there popping off in Ukraine talking about how they better fire the the prosecutor? Yeah. And and then he said if you know, if you if, if you don't think he can cut the money off and go ahead yeah. and get a get a hold of the president. Yeah. Well that leads me to believe that they kinda of were a team, you know. So <laughs> so where do you suppose Obama falls in with all this uh funny money that came in? I, it, it, there's gotta be some kind of connection there. Oh, I would say so, and it's all to the same oligarchs. Jeff, you know that. And in the meantime, it's funny. If there were loan guarantees for oligarchs in Ukraine, were there loan guarantees for Carlos Slim and oligarchs in Mexico? Wouldn't that be funny? If all of this, even their so-called fortune, was built on corrupt loan guarantees from Democrat mafia members? Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the... 12th, 13th time to Kiev. Uh... So you went 12 or 13 times to Kiev. Your crack-smoking, sister-in-law, banging, degenerate son went six times to Mexico. Were there loan guarantees? How are we going to find this out? We're going to have to rely on Byron Donalds. And the purpose of all these companies being created is to conceal money 
that the Biden family has been gaining, gaining because Joe Biden has been sitting at the upper echelon of our politics. Like a mafia done. Finish it. But it's clear that the pattern shows two separate foreign countries paid millions of dollars through Walker, of which the Biden family received a one third cut. These payments, their timing, the complexity of the money transfer for transactions all warrant further investigation into a possible influencing peddling scheme. The article I was reading you is from July 1st, 2021. In the New York Post, Hunter Biden used Joe's VP perks to pursue a deal with Carlos Slim. You think it's just Ukraine? It's anywhere these scallywags go. It's anywhere in the flight docket. Anywhere that gives them money. These are traitors. These are assets of enemies, foreign and domestic. These are Democrats. Is the United States ready for the surge of people that's going to come across the border starting later this week? I spent uh, about close to an hour with, uh, with the Mexican president today. Uh, we're doing. Did you ask about the cartels? You know, this is what it looks like when Democrats are in charge, but they're winning. Make no mistake about it. They got us right where they want us. And all of the evidence, it's falling on deaf ears. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, I remember this song, Squirrel. Oh, yeah. Buick Riviera. Had my hair longer in the back then. It was in the style. Of course, it was in the style to be an American. Have principles and dignity. Made it clear, America is not a deadbeat nation. We pay our bills. But the Democrat Party's a deadbeat party. Bust-outs, deadbeats, and crooks. Yeah, you are. You are deadbeats. You don't pay your bills. You throw them on the rest of us. Got a nice little scheme working there, huh, kid? Rat bastard. Ryan, New Lennox. Yeah, America's not a deadbeat nation, Sean, but we're a nation of deadbeats. So you don't have to pay for your student loans, but the government's got to pay their bills. You know, that makes sense, doesn't the it? Democrat Party is a deadbeat party. I am very comfortable saying that. Deadbeats yeah, y- and pimps. Of course you're right, but nothing's going to change. Like, James Comer makes this whole announcement, you know, it's all salacious. We all knew this was happening for years. Years. Nothing's going to change, and if the nation doesn't actually wake up to this, what's to stop us from becoming an oligarchy just like the Russians that we detest? We are, but I'm going to tell you something, Ryan. It's different in different places. I'm telling you, Ryan, this is the one thing I want to communicate to you and all the good people that are left. You don't have to live like that. You have to get in your car and find anybody that supports Joe Biden. I'm serious. I cannot tell you this county that I particularly live in and several others reject this mafia wholeheartedly from guys who are bare minimum earners to very wealthy guys. We, uh, we share the principles of Americanism. And this is the one thing I need you to understand. There's 20 states like that. I highly recommend you get yourself to it because you're getting beat up. You're getting abused. The poor lady in Western Springs, you know what the average taxes are in Western Springs? You want to talk about getting yeah, 15 robbed. grand? Minimum. Minimum. Robbery. Highway robbery. And to sell their house, please, you got to throw in a Kamala Harris. Thank you very much. Rich, Antioch. Hey, Sean, I enjoy your show. And uh, I was telling the, the screener tonight that I uh, 
before we had dinner, I, we watched ABC News, you know, Muir, David Muir. and David Muir. you got to say it like that. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I said, you know, I'll bet they don't say one word about Biden on here. They'll probably lead in with uh, Trump or Santos. And, and, and that's what he did. Not one peep. <laughs> About Not one piece. No. David Muir. He's an attractive mannequin Marxist fraud. Thank you very uh, much. These people drive me nuts. But anyway, please I tell me that. you don't eat when you're watching that. You have to digest your food. Put on well, something. Well, I probably run to the bathroom a lot. Yeah, put on the oh, Simpsons, Rich. Uh, put on the Simpsons. In the meantime, I'm not being mean, Squirrel. It's true. There's no other way to explain how she got there. And she is phenomenal in the backseat of a Buick. Having leaders. Who I think so many of us have had as mentors, as the people who raised us, as the communities that raised us, All right. that looked at us, I'll speak for myself, right. and they convinced us we were special. We weren't particularly special, <laughs> but we believed them when they told us that we were. Of course, you never had your clothes on when someone told you you were special. You believe practically anything. Robert in Bloomingdale. And I would say that's probably pretty frightening if that ever happened. That would be uh I don't know. You see her eyes. in her heyday when she was 27 and Willie Brown, the, the repulsive roach that he is, when he was 60. That's a good mix. She loved him. She loved him. He was great in a sack. Sure, he was married, but he was the Mike Madigan of San Francisco, and she yeah. did what she had to do. And now, Robert, she's an inspiration to office tramps throughout the land, from sea to shining sea. If you sleep with somebody who makes you vomit in your mouth, you too can be vice president. You know, so many of us have come from movements that were about the fight for equality. We also understand there's a difference between equality and equity. There's a difference between a tramp and someone that's qualified, but yet there you sit. Equity is everyone deserves to have, right, and be treated equal. You deserve nothing, tramp. I'll be back in 21 hours to prove it. Don't just have a great night, have an American night.